You're listening to the Arcane Focus Network. Hey Star Raiders, Tom here. I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who's rated us so far on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. But this week, an extra big shout out to Alexis9989, who left us a review on the iTunes store. Thanks for taking the time to write something up. We really, really appreciate it. Once again, I'm going to do a call to action for all you Star Raiders and just ask you to take a minute out of your day and leave us a rating or a review. It helps more than you know. For now, enjoy episode 23, A Night at the Museum. Previously on Star Raiders. Emerged from the cocoon, you can see this large mosquito that has these black and red barbs all over its body. I'm shooting a toxicology biohack at it. Bantam would go next. He'd like to take a shot. I'm going to cast incompetence on it. He's going to put get him on the creature. Slumps down to the ground, dead. Oh. Yeah, boy. Nice. Brandon reaches out and mind links with everyone. You can see once again the fossilized cocoon. There's a total of five of them. And from this dead body bursts this giant mosquito. It says, you are worthy. Ferrari. (laughs) Contact the museums we discussed last week. We have some exhibits to lend out. Oh no. Yes, Mr. Calderon. A single blue-winged butterfly emerges from the insects. It flutters down and it lands on the blood. As this abomination of a creature drops dead on the ground. Twitching as the last bit of life leaves it. Everybody levels up to level four. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Nice. Good job, guys. Good job. Let's put some points in perception. Yeah. About time, yeah. Mari. About time. Maybe you, can, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can finally perceive things. <laughs> Got a plus seven. God damn it. You guys find yourself in this shockingly quiet room it's greystone on the walls ground surrounded by these ancient looking things the likes of which you've probably never even seen before everybody give me a perception check let me see let me see it's a natural one Uh, 22 uh burson rolled a natty 17 for a 24 that's an 18 uh, oh, Jesus. And Brandon rolled a natty 14 for a 25. Nice. Okay, well, he's better. So, Bozen, Sawbones, Brandon, maybe because you're closer to where the door area is echoing, you can hear zombies. Like, like you guys just made a lot of noise. There was a lot of gunfire. There was a lot of yelling and shouting. There was... You know, explosions, all sorts. Uh, how many entrances and exits are there to this room that we're in? Okay, so you came through the south entrance, 
and there is uh, another way out to the north. Yeah, but it's like a big display hole, yeah? So it's not like just a tiny little room. It's like, yeah. That's correct. But we're in the centre of it. Yes, and so this is like the, the main display. So these are, you know, the the best artifacts. You know, as you look around the room, there's uh, maybe, you know, maps on the walls and, you know, mm. what life might have been like in, in ancient Galeria and, and, you know, different interactive displays. You know, there's a, a little standing board where you can put your head through and it's like, hey, I'm a peasant and like all that sort of <laughs> stuff, piecing together this, this ancient world that no longer exists. How big is the, uh, what do you call it? Like the egg thing that the mosquito came out of? It was the cocoon. The cocoon, thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it is to scale on the map. So it's about, you know, about 10 feet long and about five feet wide. It's Can I, it, did any, when, when, the, when the mosquito came bursting out of it, did any of the cocoon like shatter? Like are there any pieces of cocoon that are more manageable that I could pick up and take with? Sure, yeah, you could pick up a piece, definitely. Cool. I'm going to pick up a piece and um, put it in my pack to analyze later. Okay. Uh, like, Brandon, he's looking around like, you can see that Burzen's okay. Uh, he'd like to he'd like to see if there's any more sort of mystical energy emanating from the cocoon. Sure. Can we, uh, like, mysticism or, do, like, detect magic? Let's go mysticism. Hey, you rolled a natty too, so... <laughs> 14? It's, it's 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 hard to tell. Maybe he'll just uh, detect magic on the cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> well then, why don't you just tell me the the films? That <laughs> yeah, as you cast detect magic, this isn't something that is currently actively radiating magic. However, mm. there is it is fading from it. Okay. And so there's like it, it's it's just there's some like pretty dark stuff there. You know, it's it's like necromantic energy coming coming from this. Yucko. Mm. And he yeah. he says that to he says that to the group. It's like it's like necromancy, like the the kind of magic detected on the zombies sort of thing. It's really unsettling. Could I please uh, walk up to the mosquito and I want to strategically take a couple of samples from it? Like I'm going to cut off its proboscis or part of its proboscis some of its leg and then take like a core sample from the the body all of which to study later okay go ahead and give me a uh, life science check please. may i help you please do you may i'm gonna need it because i I rolled a natural four i got a 22 to help (laughs) okay so that'll give me a (laughs) six plus 11 can brandon help yeah he helps it's a 21 19. I love the idea of someone doing better than the person in <laughs> Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, just like, no, 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 okay, do- let's oh. see. We chop the... <laughs> yeah, like, oh, God. Oh, no. Um, no, 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 no. Mark, no, no, what was no, the total? You total 19. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Brandon, and, Brandon and Tiny are just standing over him like, dude, what... There? <laughs> Not there. <laughs> I turn. I turn to Brad. Let, let, let him. Let him learn. <laughs> he like just hacks at it. There you go. That's what we need. <laughs> you see, the soul is in the proboscis. <laughs> Are we taking ten minutes? Because Burzen really needs a fucking. He needs a, a real ten minute rest. How far off are the bad guys? All right. So you, you guys have taken a, uh, like a, maybe a minute or two to to check out this. 
uh, check out the mosquito, you know, maybe take a bit of a listen, just kind of gather yourselves after this combat. Uh, Astra, maybe you check out Bantam, make sure he's okay, that sort of thing. I need everybody to roll another perception check, please. 19. Oh. 16. It's a 13. It's great having a plus 9. Uh, <laughs> 11 for Burzen and 29 for Brandon. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brandon and Sawbones can hear that these the sounds of the zombies are actually getting closer. It's not like they're not moving alarmingly fast, but they're, it's definitely getting louder. Just going to say in a loud whisper, Hey guys, uh, I can hear some fucking zombies coming. We, we should move. We should get out of here before we're swarmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can hear them too. They're getting closer, guys. Hey, cool. Uh, uh, hey, Brandon, if you get the urge to like go stumbling towards any old artifacts again, could you just let us know so that we can tie you down? That, that didn't work out that well last time. Yeah, straight up, Brandon. <laughs> don't I, touch things I, ever I, again. I just... Don't touch control. Look, there's signs. There's signs all over the museum saying, please don't touch. Yeah, this is what happens when you violate the signs in the museum, Brandon. Uh, okay, I've, I've never I've never been in a museum before, guys. I grew up on a fucking colony out in nowhere. <laughs> Come on, guys. We should be thinking about what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Burzen's just like, he's just kind of sitting there on his ass staring a little bit because he's he just went down. He's uh, He's a little shook. Okay, I'm going to head back to Burson and grab his arm, help him up. Yeah. <laughs> stand up. I do too. Come on, Captain. Burson, yeah, Burson makes the like a really loud old man sound when he gets up. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Come on, Cap. A little further. Like, okay, okay. Just give me a sec. You don't got a sec. I ain't never like mosquitoes, but fuck me, undead ones? We should probably run before more undead rock up. I'm just going to whisper to Brandon and say, Brandon, go and shut that door behind us and, and bar it with one of those um, swords that are on the table over there. With his amazing perception, Brandon sees there is in fact an O-door. And it's <laughs> an open like, uh, archway type deal. It's so bones. It, I mean, I've never been in a museum, but there's no, there's no doors here, man. Brandon, he said, go and bar the doors. <laughs> Come on, guys. Sawbones is a trained medical professional. When he says there are doors to be barred, he knows what's happening. Can't Tiny create junk or something? Sure. Okay. No, that's a spell he never learned. Oh, that's a shame. Can I um, can I put my ear to the door and uh, and look through a keyhole potentially to see what's <laughs> on the other no side? Door. There's no <laughs> door. What is that door? Either no side. You said there was a fucking. Really, you said there was a north really, door. Really? No, in the doorway. Oh my god. Doorway. That's oh. the funniest thing. Is there? A, is it a doorway if there's no door, Tom, or it's is it just a fucking the hole in the wall? That's I mean, good point. It's a good point. It's a question for another podcast. It's when is a doorway a doorway? That's a weird philosophical question. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, I just assumed there was a door in the doorway. It's more of a... <laughs> it's, a it's an open-plan museum, you know? It's, it's, <laughs> it's a portal. Real modern. It's portal. It's, a, it's actually yeah, a portal, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's like a big open archway. Cool. All right, well... Big stone can, pillars on the side, so no door could ever be installed. What do we see when we look through this archway? <laughs> okay. All right, so you move up to the archway and... Uh, it's moving on like to the next exhibit sort of thing. So this entire hall is dedicated to 
uh, old Galarian, and then this one is uh, kind of moving on. It's almost like a like an in between display, and you see some signs uh, that, as well, they direct you towards. Well, not directing you to it, but you see, uh, you know, some maybe standing posters and, you know, things pointing, saying uh, history, uh, history of the the Kopai uh, exhibit this way. Are there windows to this museum? This is kind of like a central sort of room. So you could travel out into the next area. Maybe you can see some windows, sure. Um, I'll go take a look if no one else. Yeah, I'll come with. No, I'll come with. Should we all sort of like scoot north away from the sounds of the impending zombies? Yes, let's all do that. We all move to the windows. You guys move up into this next room. Not so much a room, it's more of like a, you know, one of like the, the wide passageway. And you know how in museums, in the passageway, there's still stuff, but it's like the less cool stuff. They're like, mm-hmm. ah, just put it in the passageway exhibit. Hey, sometimes uh, you know, there's some really thing. cool stuff in those, really in those cabinets. And there, yes, indeed, there are uh, some windows in this. You look out. Uh, this window is uh, south-facing. The You can see there's a bit of a courtyard towards the front of the museum, and there's just masses of these undead who are still there. You know, you saw them earlier on when you were approaching the museum, and you can see them out there. Yeah. Still milling about, you know, some of them banging on the walls, trying to get in. It's like when they look out from the top of the mole in Dawn of the Dead, they're just kind of milling about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do they seem to follow each other's lead? Give me a perception check. I'm rolling shit today, 10. Like from this distance, it's it's really hard to tell. Okay. Uh, But what I will say is give me a... Like, I, I like the idea there. So give me a life science to follow up that because you've seen these things a few times now. 21 life science. Probably Based 10. off of your experiences with them so far, and especially those that, you know, you've kind of thrown your ghost sound and things like that, from what you've gathered, they do seem to be attracted to either light, sound, primarily, from, from what you've seen. Uh, whether or not they have other senses that they actively use... You don't know. Traditionally, at least the the groups, uh, you have encountered one larger horde, uh, which was outside the info center, and they did follow this same sort of rule as well. Uh, they generally, they kind of went for the, 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 the larger noise or um, visual. Burzen would like to take a little peek, looking to see if they're all Kapaxi, or if there's like some other races in there, or some mm, larger dudes, yeah. or... Yeah. yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, give me, give me perception. Oh, it's a natty twenty, twenty-seven. Yeah, it's it's more than just the ones that you've seen in there. You can indeed see there's all manner of uh, undead there. You can see there's some kind of larger-looking ones that look like they have different types of growths on them. Whether or not that is from being turned undead, or if it's just something natural in the Carpaxi race that you don't know about, you guys don't know a lot about this race, uh, you're not sure. Uh, so but you like can identify those. Larger, like taller and bigger sort of thing? That's what you mean? Or they've got larger growths on them? Um, uh, yes to both. Okay. Uh, you, so you are seeing like a, a mix of these things. And yeah, as you're looking down you 
could have sworn you saw something that wasn't a carpaxi. Something with paler skin. Looked like flesh. Mm. But it was just a like a fleeting glimpse yeah, in this horde. Shifted a, yeah, saw it for a minute and then it shifted again behind a pack yeah, of other yeah. yeah. Where's Wally on steroids? <laughs> I feel like we've because we've kind of come here and you know explored and we I, I sort of feel like we've done what we came to do at the museum right like our strategy should be to exit and to try to get off the mm -hmm. planet again did we do what we came to do though so we came here to thinking that there was some sort of necromantic thing that was keeping all of the undead alive and they're still alive like why the fuck are they still alive mm. why are they yeah. still up like killing that we giant mosquito thing should have yeah that was our, yeah. our theory why aren't they down? Like, is there something it else in this room that that's like? It, it might be them? when they're res, they're resurrected, and yeah, then they're just there's undead. nothing that can stop that. Either yeah. that, or we did see, f did we see multiple of these mosquito? Five, five of these mosquito. Maybe there's more of these mosquito things on the planet still. Here, they said they were shipping it to other places. True. Didn't he? In the vision. Yes, they did. That's what I yes. Yeah. Like we didn't, we didn't do any investigation on the the runes that are on the floor. Yeah, I want to understand we should, that. Yeah, we should yeah. go go back and have a look at that shit. Yeah, we need to go back and investigate. So while that's happening, can we, like... I'm thinking of sending Bantam down the, the corridor to where, uh, towards where the like zombie sounds are coming from um, so that if they do come through, I can send him making noise in a different direction to buy us a bit mm. more time. How mm. close are they? You head back into the room. Give me perception checks. <laughs> oh, no, someone help me out. Hey guys, how close I'll are the zombies? Help. I'll help. Uh, yeah, I rolled a three. Where's, where's your thirty-six oh, now, Mari? I rolled a three, so that's a. T oh, I rolled 12. a seventeen. I also rolled a seventeen. Nine. Brandon rolled a twenty. Brandon is probably feeling pretty nervous as he realizes they're getting pretty close now. Guys, we should make this quick. Go, go check it out, and then go. I can hear him coming. All right, I'm gonna send Bantam down. Okay, so Brandon's going to go check this thing out. I have mysticism. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, Tiny as well. Uh, so you guys are going to go up together then. Well, we're here to understand this stuff, I, uh, but I'm going to say to Brandon if he's coming along, like, don't touch anything because the last time you touched something, we all nearly <laughs> died. Yeah, 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 okay, okay. He's going to go with Tiny and going to go with Tiny and check it out. Okay. But Burzen's going to go over with, he's going to go over with Tiny and Brandon and just like, with his plasma caster drawn, he's just gonna be like, "Okay, guys, come on, check it out. We gotta get, gotta get moving." Right. Watching the watching the flanks, Burzum. I like it. Uh, your next, as you're kind of keeping a keen eye out, uh, your next uh, perception check, because uh, I like your style. Uh, give yourself a plus four to it. Oh, <laughs> that'll that'll take me up to Brandon level, fucking perception. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I like thematic. Uh, thematic, um, you know, situations like that. Yeah. You know, he's getting back into his old soldier ways. You know, the specialist is doing their thing behind. The grunts keep yeah. an eye out. You watching know? out, watching everyone six. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, give me some uh, mysticism. Ooh, twenty-five. Twenty-two. Oh. Looking at these runes, neither of you can read them but it's almost like you get a sense from them you know if, if anybody's ever read 
really old English from like the 1500s or you know even earlier. It's like you you understand it, but it's it it's very very foreign. And there's a few words in there that you don't get, but you pick up the context clues and you understand it as a whole. Maybe it is for sumer you know. Sure. What he said. O- old, mm. It's old English. Uh-huh. For what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, married as well the summer is happening, or the summer is lasting. No. I thought it was going to be cooler than that. <laughs> Do you want to know how to say cool. fuck in, in, in old English? <laughs> yes. Yes. Flat. See? It's like weird shit. <laughs> and the vibe that you get from this is almost apocalyptic. It's talking about activation and cleansing through eradication. And that's about what you pick up from it. Gross. Nothing on the a- activation part? There's no more detail there? I mean, it's, this, is, this is old, old stuff here. You know, two of them going at it, rolling more than 20. That's about all you're going to get from it. All right, so I'm definitely sending Bantam down towards the, the zombies. And I'm going to wander over and ask if I can knock over the, the cocoon off of the plinthy thing. Uh, the cocoon exploded as the oh, uh, mosquito came out. Of course out. it did. Nah, then don't yeah. worry about it. Um, Sawbones is going to reach into his, I don't know, like his bum bag. I kind of imagine Sawbones is <laughs> wearing a bum bag. <laughs> That's a new thing. It's law now. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I've got a like a notebook, like an A4 full scap sort of notebook type situation. I know they're different okay. size papers. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> is it and long? I'm going to rip... It is, it is yeah. lined, yeah. It's yeah. for it's for notes, so it's not great for this purpose. I'm going to rip a few pages out and lay them over the the runes and take like a rubbing yeah. of the runes, so that we can remember okay. it for later. Nice. Okay. All right. I'm going to take my claws, and I want to try and start clawing at the thing to destroy it. I um I look at Tiny and kind of raise my eyebrows and wink as I pull out a frag grenade and say how, how seriously do you want to destroy these runes laddie um, would a frag grenade reliably destroy this the, at least the top layer of this stone plinth yeah like blow a chunk out of it or something might. yeah would two frag grenades reliably destroy the top layer of the of the plinth probably yeah so can, can I suggest that we all leave and we leave Bantam there and once we make it to a safe distance we get Bantam to trigger whatever it is that needs to blow up well in a you way stole my thunder a little bit because what I was going to do is say Kelassi. I've already thought of it man I've thought of it already <laughs> no I've got just I've got one better maybe one oh. better we can do your Bantam oh. thing if you want I just don't want to risk Bantam oh, do you think you could jitty rig a fuse onto these two hand grenades so that it would go off approximately four minutes after we pulled the pin out uh, Tom is this something that I would be able to do as a fantastic engineer who's got a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> Just ba- Bantam doesn't have a camera on him, does he? So we wouldn't be able to set it to blow yeah, up and no, then no. he can... Yes, we do. Yeah, okay. so he now he absolutely does. All right, look at this Look at this teamwork. Look at this teamwork. Look at the synergy. <laughs> synergy. Synergistic. So synergistic. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to let... I'm, I'm going to let you decide, Astra. You can decide. All right, well, I'm going to ask um, GM Tom, can I jerry-rig this sort of thing? Can I give it a go? Yeah, of course you can. Give me engineering. 
I, I hand you the two frag grenades and take a big step back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bantam has a plus to engineering as well. A big step you notice, back. You notice the pins have been removed. <laughs> 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 okay, so do I need to write, roll two engineering ones? The first one's a 28. I'll roll, roll the second one. Uh, no, no. The, no. The 28 do. is You fine. take the good one. Yeah. yeah. Well, you never know. You might want me to do... And yes, you're you're able to. You think you can, you know, rig something up, uh, but the problem with that is, it would take some time, and everybody can hear now. The sounds of these zombies are getting closer, and closer, and closer. I think we gotta move. All right. Well, my well my, he has a bolter, massive tech plasma bolter. Can't he just like shoot the grenade? Yeah. That yeah. That's what I was, I was thinking. All right, we gotta go. We've run out of time. I'm just gonna leave this one grenade here, and I put it on top of the plinth, and and then I stealthily run away, like gesturing for everyone to follow me. All right. Wow. I send Bantam to a safe distance, looking at it with his cam, and bolt. Okay. Okay. Come on. Let's go, guys. Let's go. All right. Well, we stealthily keep advancing. Is there a way that we could... You keep saying like, the word stealthily. If you would like to roll a stealth check. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you always want to stealth everything, Mark. Well, sure. Let's roll a stealth. Hey, I'll roll a stealth check. I don't care. I'll f- hey, sorry. <laughs> I'll fail a stealth check. It. I don't even care. <laughs> let's, do a group, let's do a group stealth check. All right. 19. I got a 23 on stealth. Nine. Ugh. I got a 14 for Burzen and an 8 for Brandon. Yeah, uh, you guys aren't particularly stealthy as you're running down. Maybe your footsteps echoing off the hallway, marble floors, stone walls, that sort of thing. Clink clanking as you're going along. Uh, there's not enough carpet in this in this place. At least Bantam's going to make a big noise and it's distraction in a second. Would Bantam like to do that? Well, as soon as he has the um, the zombies come into the room, then he'd like to shoot it. Okay. Like so you guys are, you know, running either as moving far away quickly as we can. or running, right? Yeah. We're Stealthily. Like, we're, you know, we're doing that, that like half run where you, you're trying to be as quiet mm. as possible, but you're running. You know, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. 100%. It shocks me that that is not an option in TTRPGs. That it's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to run, but I also don't want to stealth. I just want to move yeah. quickly, quietly. Mm. That's what I'm. Like, that was uh, what a I was human going for. can do that. You know? <laughs> they they have that in D and D. It just lowers your per, it uh, raises your perception, but you get their slow. You know, it's one of those things. But yeah, do they? Yeah, do. What's yeah. it called? Uh, no, it's just part of like your walking speed. It just adjusts your perception ability, and it, and well, raises you your stealth. A negative perception stealth. and a raise to stealth. Yeah. All right. Well, I will invoke that next time. Something like that. But yeah, I, I don't yeah. have the roll on me. But it's on travel time. Well, Ben, that's not good enough. You, you're supposed <laughs> to have a biblical knowledge. You, you brought it and up. Therefore, Isaiah said unto Gary Gygax. <laughs> <laughs> unto Gary Gygax. <laughs> Thou shalt roll. I was curious, Thomas, to whether we are like running aimlessly through this museum or whether we're running, like, do we know the layout enough that we could make our way back to our... Car? Aren't we just moving well, into the next area away from the grenades, away from the zombies? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, it's not for me to say where you're going. Where you're going is up to you. Uh, however, the 
most available route to you that you were taking, it's taking you to the next exhibit. We do have okay. a map, though. I'm pretty sure we downloaded a map when we were down in the storage room. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys like know where you're going. So if you like wanted to like make your way back around or something, well, then can I? Yeah, yeah can yeah, I retcon yeah. that like Burzen picked up a, a museum guide with a map and like different different areas of interest within the within the museum? We have it on. I'm pretty our sure little... you guys already have that. Yeah, we had um, that. Downloaded yeah. them. Uh, Museums are well signed anyway, so this isn't something that you should be worrying about. You know, you guys are running through. I want to go to ancient uh, magical artifacts. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's not a section, Uh, but the the next exhibit ahead of you is the 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 main advertised exhibit, which was you know the history of the the Kopai and uh, associated relics. And as you guys are moving through quickly. Uh, what's 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 Bantam doing? Bantam, you know, maybe you're checking your your little pit boy and having a look to see yep. what's going on. And sure enough, Bantam sees like some movement that kind of is is, is moving towards the room. So as soon as he in, sees that, that triggers yep. him to line up his tactical bolter and aim at the um, frag grenade that is a safe distance away from him, but still yep. close enough that if he were like he's going to get good aim, if you know what I mean. I feel like this is something that you know. Bantam is a uh, is a construct, and you gave you know an order, and he was sitting there lining it up. I don't think this is something that he needs to roll for. Ooh. You know, this is something that it's been sitting there for a couple of minutes. He would have been able to line up a shot, and you know maybe it's just like a burst from the rifle or takes several shots, dun, 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 and then he hits it and. You guys Excellent. hear this explosion and like this kind of rumble. All right, I look at my um, my comms unit to see what Bantam sees. Smoke. What, what can smoke? Okay, so he's going to roll slowly but safely towards where the runes were, so he can yep. see what's happening. Yeah. Actually, he could just zoom in, man. He's going to zoom in. Yeah, sure. zoom okay. that shit in. So kind of zooming in like zzz, zzz, and it's almost shaking a little bit and you can see that there's like some different parts of these zombies that are around the place. They've been kind of blown up. You can see that where the grenades were placed, these runes that were there have been like there's there's like a, a like a small little divot in in the stone where these uh, runes are. And they look like they have been damaged. Yeah, but significantly. The one, the zombies that are not hit by the grenade, they're still moving around, though. Yeah, they haven't like dropped, like you know, they've been disabled or anything cool like that. Uh, so, as Bantam scans over, and you know, looks down further into the hall, maybe. Uh, yeah, sure enough, you can see that. You know, as you guys are running along, taking a look, taking a look, you can see that there are more zombies now moving towards where they heard this sound. Yep. Damn, guys. Taking out the runes didn't do it. I don't know what's making these guys alive, but it wasn't that. Or if that started it, it, it we can't we can't finish it. What's Bantam doing? Uh, yeah. So he's going to roll over to... Do you remember how there were these suits of armors? There were like four suits of armors around the display. Yes. Are they still yes. there? Uh, or did they get... Sure, <laughs> two of them are knocked over, but yep. uh, two of them are still standing, sure. Okay, so uh, he wants to knock 
them down in, a, in the noisiest fashion he can to attract as okay. many of the zombies as he can into this space. Yep. Yeah. Done. So he's just literally going to go around and like clang, clang, clang. make trash happen. Ruin yeah, the smash the glass, yep. knock everything over, these ancient artifacts, you know, who cares? Yeah, that's exactly what he's trying to do. He's trying to ruin the room in the loudest way possible. Okay. And uh, is Bantam catching up with you guys after the fact? Well, my plan is to get a good distance on him. So, I mean, he can catch up at any point as long as we don't leave him, like, with a car. So as long as we can get far enough away that they're not going to be a problem... I want him to trash as much as he can away from us and then stealthily come... Well, not stealthily, stealthily, but quietly head towards us. Sure. Okay. Or meet us at the car. Okay, so Bo, um, person, uh, Bantam starts uh, trashing the hotel, the hotel room, Rockstar style. Yeah. <laughs> and we move back to the party and you guys are moving quickly and you're starting to see... You know these uh, big posters, uh, these things overhanging your, uh, overhanging your head, uh, advertising the history of, of this planet and you know important things of it. And um, you guys are running towards this exhibit. As you're running, uh, you start to see there's almost like uh, like mannequins there that are showing capaxi uh, that look quite different to the ones that you guys had seen almost like looking at uh, like early homo sapiens that sort of thing like neanderthals you know you can uh, see these and uh, you're starting to see like you know there's a there's a timeline and you're starting to see like small little bits and pieces as you would in a museum of natural history maybe arrowheads and you know, tools, stone tools that have survived, that sort of thing as uh, you guys are running through. As you keep on moving, it opens up into a large room that's five, six, eight times larger than the one that this uh, these Galarian relics were in. It's got a super high ceiling, relics, bits and pieces, all sorts everywhere. But sitting in the middle of this room is what looks to be some kind of ship. <gasps> oh! Whoa! Like, what kind of ship? T- yeah, talk more about the ship. Like, do I need to roll perception to find out more about it, or...? So you guys run into this area, open area, and the centerpiece of this exhibit is this, what you could only think to be a ship, but it's almost like one would compare, say, like a Lamborghini... It's like a Ford Model T. It's like a, it's like the thing. Wright brothers' plane. Sure, yeah, <laughs> that that's a, that's a good way to put it. It's like the yeah. like the Wright brothers' plane, that sort of thing. But you know, if you had seen this, you know, months ago, it might have been foreign to you. But now you see it, you're like, oh, okay, that that's Capaxi in design. Uh, you know, it, it, it's modeled quite naturally. You know, maybe it's it's like quite sleek. It's shaped yeah. like some kind of uh, crustacean. You know, it, like uh, for designed for for airflow. Even though you know it is yeah, potentially it's, it's a like- spacefaring vessel, it's designed in a way that uh, would be, you know, like oceanic. Like an HR Geiger design, but less creepy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many people does it look like it could hold? Three. <laughs> uh, you guys are getting closer to it. You know, there's like proper barriers like all around it. And there's a, a big plaque at the front. What does the plaque say? And it says, 
This piece is modelled after detailed documents and designs that were discovered in one of the digs on Capaxi Prime. Oh, it's a decoy. Does it give any indication into how accurate it's been modelled? Like working engine components, for example? Yeah. As you continue reading, it says it was faithfully recreated as accurately as possible. However, this is a non-functioning replica. I shoot it. Yeah, but could I spend some time (laughs) with it? God damn it. Stupid model. What are we going to do? He says quietly to everyone. What are we going to do? Maybe have a look at why it's non-functional. I was going to look at our techno mechanic and our pilot mechanic (laughs) and be like, Hey, hey guys, how how good are you at your jobs, do you think? Do you think you could get this model flying? Does it look like there's power cores and all that stuff? It says they found schematics. Yeah. As you guys move around the the thing, uh, you can see uh, like around the other side, uh, the barriers open up and it invites people to take a tour inside of it. Yes. Let's cool. take the tour. Yeah, you guys head inside and it's it's weird. It's really weird is the the only way to describe it. Whereas, you know, modern starships have a certain design and there's certain things that one would in- expect. This doesn't have that. Does it say who made it? John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the company. Oh. <laughs> John Incorporated. John Incorporated. I'm trying to see if there's like a place that has like a good enough like you know that that manufactures if they can manufacture false parts or you know things that look like this perhaps they contract it out and have like some prototypes or some some stuff available. I don't know. I'm just trying to Between throw some stuff out there. Between Astra and Tiny, I think we've got enough engineering know-how to if we need to create one we could probably you'd probably be able to make one um it would just be an extended series of fetch quests to go and get everything that you would need to actually build a spaceship to get us out of here just saying i i vote (laughs) that we (laughs) shut the door and sleep here for the night recover, have Bantam watch on the outside, and we chill the fuck out, and hopefully things quiet down a little bit, we'll be at peak strength, we can make some uh, concrete choices that way, and we mm. can barricade this, because this is the only, it's like a, an encased shell, and from what we understand so far, they seem to ignore technology, and mm. if we don't make too much noise, and like, if it's supposed to be like a real replica, or replica enough, it should have a seal to it that would make it a little bit less soundproof, you know, so. I like, like this it. a lot. That's my vote. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I could take a 10 minute rest, and I could probably use the time when everyone is sleeping like tiny to do some investigation in the engineering and see what I can get done. Like, whether or not I can get this ship up and running. So. It's, it's not like just a shuttle or something. Like, this is a legitimate large spaceship. It, like, you know, you get inside of it. It's like it's an actual shell of this. And, you know, there would be enough room. You know, you guys probably have either bedrolls or you're happy just, you know, schlepping it on the floor or whatever. Or maybe grab some carpet from outside. There'd be enough room for, for all of you to, you know, take this rest if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I nice. I like this idea. Let's do it. Yes, I'm going to um, check what Bantam's up to, and then once he's distracted them enough, bring him in to guard our area. I imagine you take the 
time uh, to get Bantam back to you safely and maybe you take the long way around or whatever. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he's able to get back there as well. Nice. Okay, so he's going to yeah, he, just keep an eye. Yeah, he stays on the outside and watches yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the outside, yeah. And nice. then if, it, if he sees nice. anything, he's under instructions to go the other way and make noise. So lead the right. bad guys away. That's his aim. Yeah. Awesome. And alert us, obviously. Burzen stretches out on one of the chairs, one of the desk chairs at the, the cockpit and leans back and has a little nappy nap. Okay. And Tiny and Astra, you guys wanted to inspect the ship? I definitely do, but no, no, no. no. He, he needs to sleep. But I do want to, flavor-wise, because for the leveling up, uh, review some... I feel like this experience has made me a bit more adept with my technomancy, and I'd mm. like to take a look at my playlist that I've reserved from Technomancing the Stone <laughs> of spells that I've always wanted to try, uh, but haven't had the chance to. And so I want to just kind of watch that, and like I've been watching them a while, for a while, dipping in and out, but I've never had the courage to try it and I want to try and hope that when I wake up I'll have the ability to try out some of these spells. You fall asleep yeah. to YouTube. Nice. Burzen, nice. Yeah, Burzen, that's what happens with Burzen because Burzen actually really likes technomancing the stone <laughs> but he, like, he can't do any magic so he's like he's bogarting uh, he's bogarting t- Tiny's um, YouTube until he just he can't keep his eyes open anymore and then he falls asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to see a multi-classed Burzen. <laughs> He's going to take a level in Technomancer. <laughs> a tri- a triple class. Only one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Only ever one, though. Like, he's yeah. going to get to level 15 yeah. and still only have level one in Technomancer. Yeah, just, just token spell. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Uh, clean your carpet, sir. <laughs> That's all he got. He was, pretty, he was pretty impressed with the carpet cleaning, i, I got to say. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and he's just like, Technomancer's. And... So, Astra, you, you want to inspect the ship? I do, yeah. From the inside, obviously. Okay. Oh, I assumed you were going to be walking outside and just, you know, yelling out, making <laughs> yeah. a bunch of noise. <laughs> banging, banging on the outside, putting yourself at risk. Clanging pans together. <laughs> I am so great. I am so great. <laughs> that was my second plan. <laughs> All right, well, let's plan. go with plan A for now. Yeah. You're inspecting the interior of the ship. Give yeah. me engineering. All right, I can definitely do that because I have a plus nine to engineer. All right, so that's a 19. That's a 28. So maybe you take some time to kind of give everything a cursory once over, looking around at it, understanding, okay, well, this is that part. Okay, well, all right, well, if this is the cockpit and all right, that's, you know, okay, well, here's the engine. And then once you kind of feel like you've got the layout of it, you start to like, right, okay, well, let's see like what this thing's got in it. And you maybe open up a few hatches and you see, you see electronics there. You see components there, but they don't look quite right. Maybe put a hand out and touch it. And as you touch it and push it, it just kind of falls over. It's None fake. This is real. The guts of the ship aren't there. That's what I was worried about. Damn. Is anything real? <laughs> what is real? Like a what, power is, what is cord? life? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mary, we're in a make-believe world. None of this is real. <laughs> <laughs> How deep does the rabbit hole go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Um, well, shit. With that, I'm going to take myself for a 10 minute rest so I can at least get my HP before breaking the news to a very well slept tiny. Hey, th- mechanically though, the rest of us have had a night r- night's rest, right? Clicking it on my thing. Night's rest. Click, click it on your thing. Let's rest get that full rest and recharge. Oh baby, make it happen. Very I'm satisfying still, when that still happens. Not a full Once you get that points. that GM permission, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. finally. You wake up in the morning. Astra, what do you say to them all? I hope you slept Good well. Good morning. I hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you know how cool this ship looks? It's only skin deep. There ain't nothing to it. There's no wiring, no power cord. There's nothing. Uh, like we could maybe make it work, but we have to find everything. There's nothing but a shell. I hope you slept well, though. <laughs> Everyone feeling good? Well, given that we're surrounded by zombies, I, I feel like we probably don't have time to engineer an entire starship from scratch so maybe we should get back to our car and try to get to one of the other landing pads or escape pads yeah yeah I gotta I got say I'm I'm not at all surprised that uh, this is a fake didn't it didn't it say that on the on the thing outside it said it was a replica yeah. right yeah. right okay an accurate well, replica. <laughs> well, I mean, it looks good, I guess. Kept us safe. Really good sleep for you guys. Well, I mean, I, I could have slept better, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's because you've fallen out of the chair. Hey, we should probably talk about that weird vision that we saw. I mean, I've been stewing over it. Uh, I've had all sorts of trouble sleeping tonight, and, and I've been quite restless, and I've just been trying to process a little bit what we all saw and kind of what the what the impact is i feel like if i'm if i understand what's happening here there could be you know billions of other people that are uh, are gonna suffer the same fate as what happened on this planet is that is that what is that what everyone else read into it do we think it was real what we saw do we think we were watching like a reenactment of of a real event that happened or do you think it was a dream of someone else I ain't no good at imagining mosquitoes I'm pretty sure that one's real not even my worst nightmares would I think of giant mosquitoes sucking the blood and then pumping it into another being no that's gotta be real does it seem odd that that vision is what that particular mosquito chose to show us that was it effectively showing us its own creation do you think maybe i don't think the vision was from the mosquito no remember because with the the five mosquito the the larvae egg things that they showed we saw the one that we actually saw hatch you know what i mean in in and around the altar as described it was one of the five big eggs Mm. yeah so it wasn't from the mosquito's point of view no, but it was obviously as Brandon touched the mosquito that the vision was triggered, so... Yep, it's a divine thing from, from Desna, you know what I mean? Like It's Desna, Desna. Desna connecting with Brandon to impart yes. the vision to him yes. as a warning. That's, what we're, yes. that's what's happening. That is okay. what is happening. I, I guess it helps to, to understand that that's what we saw. So it wasn't the, it wasn't the mosquito that was 
sharing it. It was the, the, the touching of the mosquito and perhaps the altar that triggered Desna to to share that with us. I, I'm not religious myself. I never have been. So does anyone, I mean, Astra, do you, do you know if, I mean, is this what the gods do? Do they choose people to kind of impart this knowledge on so they can do something with it? Would there be thousands of other Desna followers that were also sort of receiving the vision or is that place and time and and the altar that caused us to get it things happen for a reason and we see the things happen for a reason this vision was for us desna has given this to us this is something that we need to to take and make our own we we need to find a way to make this vision not take out the world desna only shares what you need to make your luck happen and this is ours so she's setting us on a path do you think she's actually choosing us and setting us on a path to rectify this problem that's what they do the, the gods send the send you in a way and and it's your choice how to read that uh, i think she's picked us because we're the we're the best for this job we, we can do this we've already taken out one of the mosquitoes we can pass this well, that's that's true. With the captain. That's true. He talks nonsense to everyone. They'll believe him. We just need to pass the message on. I don't know about that. It seems like a bit of a far-fetched thing to just drop on someone with no evidence or proof. I'm, I'm actually glad we brought the, you know, cuttings of the mosquito and the, and the, you know, leftovers of the egg. Uh, so we've got some evidence. But tell me, when, when, a, when a god sends a group on an adventure, does the god typically kind of follow through a little bit like are we going to be hearing a fair bit from desna do you think along the way and and she'll be nudging us in the right direction or is it sort of like she gives boom, you what you need drop it on you she gives you what you need to get why did to the desna not warn us of the mosquito thing before we got there or before uh, we maybe got this the is our proof maybe I this mean, is our proof maybe the proof that we need is here this this mosquito we needed to see it maybe we can't help these people but we can help many other I, planets. I mean, Hestra, I know you're, you know, you're pretty into Desna, but I feel like maybe you're reading too much into her influence here. I think maybe it's some kind of, you know, psychic echo that's been imparted onto this creature. I, I'm, all I know is, that, you know, if we're going to go up against a mining oligarch you know super rich guy from Akaton then we need to get the word out we need to we need to do something we gotta get to a communications array or you know spaceship get off world to to get this word out we'll find a way I mean I I've been trying not to think about it because it seems too overwhelming and too large for you know five five people in a, in a robot to really handle on our own and Sawbones I mean you know short answer no in my experience the gods they may reach out they may anoint someone but there's usually not a lot of uh, interaction or direct contact from that point so if it is Desna or, you know mm. I, I grew up in the church of Saren Ray, I, I've never seen any kind of direct influence from a god. So, 
if this is divine, it's it's I, amazing, to be honest. I hear what you're saying. I think I think you both make excellent points. I, it's probably not so material, the source of the vision at this point. I mean, maybe, you know, we, I feel like we could debate that till the cows come home. I, I guess what's interesting is the prevailing kind of theory or hypothesis of the vision, right? So if I can just have a crack at, at trying to explain what I think we've got here, right? So there's five of these mosquito eggs. We've obviously dealt with one. These other five eggs could be anywhere in, yeah. the, in the universe. We don't know. Anything they, they could be dormant, they could be active, they could all have gone off at the same time. We, di- we didn't get any sense of timing, really, from the vision, did we? All we got is a sense that these are created and they're, they're being distributed. No, but if you think about it, this is the test site. There are no other planets that we've heard of that have infections. And that's how it starts. It has to have people die for it to work. But the dead are rising, so I don't think that they all went off at the same time. This is ground zero. This is where it all started. I think I think we have an opportunity here. Right. I think right. we can prevent more. So the sequence is important, right? There's a kind of mass extinction kind of event. There has to be some big plague or some big thing. And then once that's happened, the eggs or the mosquitoes are able to do what they like. An interesting point, maybe. The mosquito was in the egg, right? And all of the people had died, and a lot of them had risen, right? So by what force of nature did this apparently dormant mosquito inside the egg cause all these people to rise, do you think? Necromancy. Yeah, it's got some something to do with necromancy. Just its very presence is enough to cause it to happen. That, that's how some magical or religious artifacts work, Sawbones. I know this might not be an area of major interest for you or study in your past, but you know, I, I've seen I've seen people be healed by stones and runes and you know ancient artifacts of Saren Ray in the church before. It's a strange universe. You know what I mean? Well, I guess the thing we've got going for us is those mass extinction events, unless they're kind of, you know, like a a meteor hitting or something very sudden, I imagine we'd be able to, you know, potentially once we get out of this situation, we'd be able to see them coming a little bit. Like, we might be able to understand by keeping abreast of the news and and what's going on, where these little pockets are starting. Uh, Look, I mean, I know that'll be a challenge for us. But how will we know where the planets are that are going to be affected? Well, I think it all leads back to Akaton. Right. Leads back to Akaton, that that's where we go, after Calderon, you mean? That's the start. That's where it all started. So we can either follow wherever the next mass extinction is, where people are getting sick, or we can follow that mosquito. I mean, he's been chosen. He's not going to leave Akaton. Ferrari knows. Ferrari does know. We were, I feel like we were in the same room as these things. We were all talking about mummies, but it was actually these goddamn cocoons. We were so close, you know? Why? What nags at me, though, what doesn't make sense is why... Why blow up our ship? You know what I mean? We land here... Though I guess we wouldn't be able to tell anyone what's going on. So something that's the only thing I can think of, because there's no way we would have stopped the plague. I'm, 
But it's too it's maybe, we are far too late. Maybe yeah. the supplies would so have been like, able to. But the. You know, stop things in their cure. tracks. I I don't know. I agree infection. with you, Tiny. You don't think the army of undead and the massive, like, everyone leaving the... Fu also, like, it wouldn't have kept things quiet because people left the planet. We saw, like, a whole evacuation of the wealthy. Hey, maybe they've been tracked down and blown up in space. But then that that's even more suspicious, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't get why we were... Why our ship was exploded when... I think... I think the idea was to stop the medicine from getting down here. I think the idea is that without treatment, the people will die. And when they die, they can be raised by this fucking mosquito. And I think without the medicine, that plan works. But had we treated them, the army wouldn't be here for them to raise. The amount of time it took us to get here might, like, wouldn't have mattered. Nobody knew that it was a zombie plague. So they just saw that it was a plague. People were obviously getting sick and dying. So like, we're going to send all this medicine. And then we got the contract to do that. Just remind me, who gave us the job to bring the medicine? No, no, we got it from Edgecorp. Edge Corp. we won it. Ferrari said, don't do it. Yeah, but there was someone. Who was the client behind Edgecorp? Do we know? No, it was a government thing. No, like it was yeah. a pack yeah, oh, the pack worlds, was, was it? Okay. Like a government cool, initiative. Cool, cool. It's kind of like, imagine it like a like a UNICEF type cool, cool. situation. And then it was yeah. like the, the contract was sent out to, to private uh, contractors. I mean, it just could have been insurance from Kildaren's perspective, right? Like, it was obviously a big shipment. He could have just been like, I don't want these motherfuckers messing with my plan. So I'm going to plan a bomb in their ship. Like maybe it wasn't super strategic, but it was tactical, you know? I think... I think we can narrow our search when we get out to non-packed worlds that want to be packed worlds. Ooh, that's interesting. Because this planet isn't in it's uh, not doesn't packed. have any protection. Yeah. Of like the packed space, yeah. and there'd be no there'd be no stewards doing yeah. investigations and stuff like that. Yeah. It takes time for these places to get aid, which is enough time to infect them. I don't think it's random that we are we are sent to this planet or that this planet was chosen. I mean, it was a prime target. They had the they had interest in pre-Galarian stuff. They, uh, you know, like they 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 had enough of a civilization to have a reason to display this piece. So, just a little bit more on deity stuff, like Desna. She's like. She's known for creating and freeing deities, and one of the ones that she accidentally freed was someone called Glaunder, which is the mosquito god of infection and parasites. It's all about him rising from the cocoon, and it was all a result of Desna accidentally setting him free. And I'm wondering if there is some kind of nice arc here between Desna and the god of parasitic disease. So we're here to clean up Desna's mistakes, eh? Yeah, I'm wondering if that's why we're uh, seeing the vision. Well, I mean, she's getting involved because Glonda is one of her main enemies sort of thing. Yeah. And she made him. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, this is a story that, you know, you would know, Astra, as a, as a follower of, of Desna. The... The the ins and out of it is on the on a different plane where these gods exist. 
uh, when Desna was exploring, she came across... It's said that she came across this cocoon and she was curious about it, so she opened it, which then unleashed uh, Glonda on on the worlds and Glonda then escaped and started operating unchecked and it's said that Desna's been searching for Glonda ever since trying to undo her mistake. And that's where we come in. So you obviously tell us that story. Cool, hey? Yeah, so that's what my research has gotten me to is that this whole mosquito thing is a Desna-based... And and I'm pretty sure Brandon would be here saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally agree. Well, because like, because I think that like you're right with this being the test site ground zero but the i feel like the ones that were sent out like the the ones in the vision that we saw are new ones that they're doing and they're going to be sent out to other places yes and i think we need to stop that so it wasn't like it wasn't a vision from the past i think it was a vision in real time in the vision it said the the cocoon we saw was one of the five in the altar around the dead guy in the middle so ours was one of the five. Oh, okay. We weren't seeing real time. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so we, we were seeing Love a flash notes. from the past. Yeah. We were seeing the past. Okay. So all this tells me is that it's even more imperative that one, we all survive, and two, we get the fuck off this uh-huh. planet as quickly uh-huh. as we humanly can. So good debrief, everyone, mm-hmm. but maybe we should leave our next decision on how we handle this for when we're in a position to, you know, have an impact, you know? We need to get off this planet as well, quickly as we can. We at least need to get a message out. We need to find a communications array or some way, some way of getting... True, true. That's an option. But I think our primary objective should oh. be to get off the planet. Like, I wouldn't want to divert a huge amount of time or energy to finding a comm station. Like, you know, if we find one, great. But if we don't, then I'd rather be hightailing it oh, out of here. For sure. But, you know, if we go outside and we see a big communications array... You know, over in the distance, I say we go there right. and okay. send out a send out a a message. Okay, all right. I think if we send out a message, it should be a distress for people to come pick us up, and we shouldn't mention what we saw. Interesting. Why, Tiny? I think the only thing we have going. I think Sawbone said it well. Who's gonna believe us? You know, we're going up against this guy. And I think the one thing we have on top of everything else uh, is we know something that they don't know, which is we know their plan. (laughs) And they don't know we know that. And if we tip that off, if we tell people about it, then that's ruined. And now we become a target to be silenced. Instead, we, if anything, we're just a group of people that managed to survive uh, against all odds, no one's gonna listen to us. And plus, they'd probably just blame, say that we're telling crazy stories because we don't want, we want to get off paying our debt that we now owe. So there's no benefit for us warning aside from the fact that we think, if we really think that that would get someone's attention, I think the best is we gotta get off this planet. We gotta go track down Ferrari or uh, Calderon himself, and we gotta make him pay. I think that's the best best option. I'm with you, Tiny. Let's go find the ship. Luck's with us. So I imagine that we finish packing our stuff and we look at making a, a game plan and a, an exit. 
All right, now let's get out of this ship. <laughs> you guys exit the vessel in the morning, open it up. After Bantam's given the clear. Of course. Quietly move out. Everybody give me perception checks as you come out. Ooh. Oh, no. Burzin pokes 11. himself in the eye. I'm 10. Shit all day. <laughs> natty one. Uh, 20 for, for Brandon. I also rolled a natty one for Burzin. Everybody's kind of like straining to hear Brandon kind of is nodding. He's looking up at you, Burzin, and giving you the okay. He like gives everyone the, the nod out. Okay, come on. Start going uh, stealthily back to the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And with that, we will leave our episode there for today. Star Raiders is an Arcane Focus Network production. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You'd be amazed how much it helps us spread the word. Looking for more adventure? Head to arcanefocusnetwork.com.